are Jack Heim. Mitchell Smedley, as always, with you bright and early in this midweek morning, Wednesday morning. Mitch, we are nearing our spring break just a couple days away. The semester's flying by, but uh, we're having some fun with it, especially with some, this show. Some fun with a microphone that's just turning down. Yeah, I mean, this the, the studio this morning is just a, a disaster. No, okay. Oh, I fixed it. Look at this. Mitchie the mechanic <laughs> on the job. Nick Knack, the mic is back. Nick Knack, the is back. <laughs> oh, man. How's everybody doing this morning? How you doing, Jack? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm barely functional. Uh, Got my uh, can of uh, Coca-Cola here, trying to get a little caffeine rush at uh, 9.04 in the morning. Coca-Cola at 9 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Bold. Oh. Well, <laughs> 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 I didn't mean to. <laughs> Didn't mean to embellish that. Um, remember the um, – I always think back – remember the first sweeper we ever heard uh, when we entered the club here? Or when Not entered, I guess. I was new to the club. Um, but you and I were in the, the production room, and I think it was like Jared played us – or Zametti played us the uh, the rain check. Remember oh, yeah. that rain check? Yes. Yes, the obnoxious just sipping in the mic. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So now I don't feel bad whenever I do it. I always think back to that, you know. Yeah. So, so that was awesome. Now we got uh, now we got some new good ones. We got Josh is having fun. Oh um, my goodness, the Josh Evers are funny. They are they are very funny. That was a great time listening to Abby's show. Yeah, um, it was when that first aired. So, anyways, that's not that's not what we're talking about. We got like a bunch to talk about today. We actually have NFL news to go through, right? I know. And we'll start um, off with that. Yeah, we're gonna you know NFL. Uh, always a good first thing to talk about. We got more spring training news to talk about. We are nearing three, can you believe it, three weeks tomorrow until the season starts. Three days! Three days! Um, I just can't believe that. Um, and it, it's just all really uh, getting close. NHL wears on um, and March Madness. We obviously have a bunch to talk about there. Uh, we're going to open it up uh, to March Madness, I think, sooner than usual uh, this time around, just because there is, you know, we're, we're in the heat of the moment. Yes. Um, and there's so much going on, right? So we will get to all of that and a little more, as always, trying to entertain you on this Wednesday morning uh, for the next just under two hours. So, Jack, going to start off in NFL. Where do you want to go first? There's a lot to there's a lot to talk about. But how about we start off with uh, the Eagles? Um, getting a great deal done. Daniel Jones signs with the Giants for <laughs> this is fantastic news for the Eagles. Um, not for the Giants. How do you feel about the Daniel Jones thing? Walk us through it. <sighs> He's not a good quarterback. I guess you could say Daniel Jones is is a guy who and here's a guy. Now here's a guy. Okay. No, Chris. no, no. But but in all seriousness, though. I mean, look, Jones had the best year of his career last year. Yeah. Threw for over 3,000 yards, you know, 20-plus touchdown passes, only five interceptions in the regular season. But can he build? Played a very solid playoff game against against Minnesota. Minnesota! Um, yeah, Minnesota! <laughs> uh, but, you know, is that the zenith of Daniel Jones' career? Like, is that is that like the... The zenith? Yeah. I've never once heard that word, ever. What it's, does that mean? Uh, the time at which something is most powerful or successful. Ah, the pinnacle. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you, you could really replace that word. I mean, is this the most we get out of Daniel Jones? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Again, he's not had a great, you know, supporting cast around him. Uh, I mean, he's a good dual threat guy as well. I mean, ran for 780 yards last year. And look, is this guy, the quarterback market is ridiculous to me. And the the, the fact that these guys get paid so much money. Yeah. It, it's it's absolutely absurd. It's crazy. It is absolutely absurd. Like Derek Carr and Daniel Jones aren't guys who should be getting thirty plus million a year. They're just not that good. That's correct. Like, and it's not no slouch to them. It, it's just the like the value of the quarterback is. position. No, 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 I'm just saying like respectively, like the value of the quarterback position. It's through the roof. Yeah, it's and that's why they get that much money because franchises don't want to risk losing a guy who. Because finding a good quarterback is so hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you don't have a good quarterback, you're not going to win. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Exactly. So I, th- that's a huge factor on why these guys are getting so much money. But, like, if you look at it objectively across sports and, like, who's getting paid, like, the big, big money, like, Daniel Jones and Derek Carr are not, like, the premier athletes of the sport. No, no. But it's just because of the position they play, which is why they're going to pay so much money. That's a good point. And Geno Smith as well. I mean, he's another guy who got paid a lot, three years, 100-plus million for the Seahawks. It's just that... The quarterback position is so valuable in the game of football. It's why a lot of those guys who probably shouldn't be getting paid all that money are because they're in the upper half of the league and you know teams don't want to take a risk. Yeah. So. I think I was thinking of the Geno contract. Did Daniel also sign for three years? Four. Four years. Okay. All right. Four years here from Tom Pelissero. Giants signed Daniel Jones to a new four-year deal worth $160 million, $35 million in incentives per source. Jones, 25, would have been the youngest QB to ever get the franchise tag, but instead they lock him up for the longer term, and instead they use it on Saquon Barkley for a one-year $10 million tag. Mm-hmm. So, so they got both of them coming back. Both are back. Um, how about this? Great news. Uh, also in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys have franchise tagged another running back. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard got the franchise tag. So uh, what does this mean for the Cowboys, Jack? What do you think uh, this says about the, the state of their franchise? I mean, Zeke's done, I think, yeah. like in terms of winding it down. I think he's just he, – he's seen his prime come and go. Yep. And now he's just kind of on, on the back burner. His prime was the first year. <laughs> and now we're seeing Tony Pollard start to take over. I, I do like Pollard. He's a very solid running back and do a lot of things well. Uh, he's a hard runner, can you know catch passes out of the backfield. He's a multifaceted running back. He, he can even line him up as a slot receiver. He's just so dangerous. Uh, it was a good job by Dallas, but I think that's a guy they don't want to let go in terms of longer term. I mean, that's a guy you want to keep around because he can do so many different things so well, and that's such a valuable asset to have, especially in the modern game. Uh, but for me, I mean, I, I think it's just Dallas using what is available to them, being the franchise tag, to keep a talented and solid offensive player on their team for, for another year. Yep. Uh, they keep doing it with the running backs. Um, doesn't seem like a good strategy to me. But uh, let's jump back to quarterback real quick. Uh, out of the division here. And um, you want to go to uh, New Orleans? This surprised me. Sure, yeah. We talked about Derek Carr a little bit. Uh, I got, what, four years of 150 with yeah. $100 million guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, Saints ain't messing around. They get their guy. Michael Thomas and Cam Jordan showed palpable excitement uh, about the Carr signing. So we'll see what New Orleans can do with that. Most uh, quarterback since Breeze there. So. Yeah, I mean, Carr and the with the Raiders was kind of set up to fail. It was, yeah, it was a mess. And you might be saying, well, how's that the case? You used Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and and Josh, excuse me, Josh Jacobs. He had, look, I'm not disputing that he had good weapons, but if you look at it, every year that Derek Carr was a starter with the Raiders, they had a bottom three defense on average. I mean, that's awful. Yeah. 
terrible. How are you supposed to win like that? How are you supposed to win like that? You're not. Exactly. You're not. Let's see. Um, let's see what he can do. The play wasn't there. The defense wasn't there. It was you know the coaching was never there. There was always stuff going on off the field, right? With uh, yeah. yeah, the rug situation. Rugs and, um, uh, Gruden, right? Yeah, Gruden. Yeah. Good call. Gruden and and rugs and so yeah. much on and off the field distractions. It's just. I think it's good for Carr to get out of that situation. Yeah, I mean, it's good for Carr to get out of that situation, go to a better and better functioning organization yeah. uh, than the dumpster fire that is the Raiders. Yep. Sorry, got to say it. It's just the now truth. he goes to the dumpster fire that is the NFC South. Yeah, it's, yeah the division was terrible this year. It's but, a uh, really bad division. We do have a message from the KRO Notebook, however, before we get back to our NFL discussion. Attention, K community. Have a question regarding your student organization? Need some support with recruitment, event planning, publicity, and more? Stop in for student organization support office hours on Wednesdays from 1 to 4 p.m. at OSI's office in McFarland Student Union, room 153. Talk with a staff member and get the support you need. No appointments necessary. We look forward to meeting with you. This message of community interest is brought to you by Radio Voice Coast University. Kay, you are back here on Heavy Hitters. We are talking all things NFL, the quarterback market, how some illustrious and huge contracts get signed. Uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, we got Derek Carver talking about. We got to talk about Geno Smith a little bit. I already mentioned the figures in some capacity. We'll talk about what that means to the near future for the Seattle Seahawks. But um, and then we'll get to another tagged quarterback just a little bit later on. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, Raiders. What do they do now? They're definitely probably going to draft a quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, whether it be Anthony Richardson, who they've been linked to. Uh, you got C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. I don't think they're going to get that far down. So I don't think the Raiders got a shot to get them unless they trade up. Uh, but that just leads this. NFL draft to be a little bit more interesting and where do they go? Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting draft. Um, obviously, the, the Panthers will be looking there. That's, you know, my second team-ish. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just a lot to, to shake out. You know, we talked about on the last show the teams that need a quarterback and <clears throat> excuse me. You know, these uh, we're going to see how the rest of the market shakes out. You know, you got to you know talks with, uh, I like the, the Derek Carr thing. I thought he was going to uh, I thought he was going to New York. Um, it looked that way for a little bit. Yeah, that's really what I thought. And uh, I saw New Orleans. I was I was surprised. So New York still needs a quarterback, right? They're linked to Rodgers. Um, what do you think of, of that whole uh, um, Rodgers to the Jets thing? I don't know. Jets owner flew up to California to meet with him. We'll see how that goes. This and that. I don't know. I it's it's weird. It's the Jets. They're they're gonna find a way to mess it up somehow, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's... I don't think they're getting Rodgers. Why would Rodgers go there? What do they have? Not much. Like, well, what appeals for <clears throat> Rodgers to play there? Yeah, there's not much. It's not. A Do they have a shot at a Super Bowl? Team. I don't think so. No. And Rodgers is getting down up there in age. Yeah. He wants to win. Why would he want to go to the Jets? Jets haven't won anything in ages. Super Bowl three. Wow. Super Bowl three. That is a long time ago. Which is uh, a little bit of a cloudy, murky past, but I'll digress from that. In terms of just, there's a whole story behind it. Ah. Anyways, yeah, let's take it on up to Seattle. Let's uh, yeah, ship Gino. up to Seattle. Let's rip off the Band-Aid here and talk about it. Yeah, um, Russell Wilson 2.0, apparently. It's a lot of money, dude. It's, That's a lot of money. Geno Smith, who would have thought, is making over $100 million. How about that? Geno Smith making nine figures. I never thought I'd see the day. Yep. Never thought I'd see the day Geno Smith signs a nine-figure contract. Three years, 105 mil. That is impressive. That's just so weird. Like, he has one really good season. With Seattle, a bounce back, if you will, to what? I'm not sure if it's a bounce back. Maybe it's just a breakout, I guess. But 
Late bloomer. I guess. I don't know, man. How old? It's he's like so 30. Weird. 32, yeah. Crazy. Like, Insane. Think, you know, was this the zenith for uh, for Geno Smith? <laughs> it had to be. I think, right? it, I think so, right? It had to be. There's no way he does this for the next three years. He's got DK. I, I guess. I don't know, though. That's crazy. I just can't. I can't force myself to buy into the fact that Geno Smith's going to be a good quarterback for the, for four straight years. No, I can't either. It just doesn't make sense. I think you'll get one good year out of the three, and you can you can pick when that's going to be. Yeah, it's a, it's a pick them. <laughs> yeah, year one, year two, or year. I three. feel like I feel like it would be the most random and the most Geno Smith thing ever to have a awful year, like a tumultuous season next season, not good at all. Bounce back in the middle year of that contract, be like, okay, maybe he's starting to make it worth it, and then year three, just awful. Yep. Awful again. And I'm not, I'm not trying to root against, I'm not rooting against the guy. I'm just saying what I think is going to happen. And I'm just not convinced that after one really, really good season from him, that he's going to be able to just stick it and keep it as a uh, as a solid QB. I just don't know. Guy getting up there in his mid-30s, I'm just, I'm just not sold in the fact that Geno Smith is going to be... <coughs> a guy worth $100 million over the next three years. Newsflash, he's not going to be. Um, yeah, so that's those are the new quarterback signings. That's uh, Which one do you like the best? Carr? <sighs> Jones? I, based on last year, I, yeah, Daniel Jones, I guess. Yeah, um... <laughs> I don't know. That's a gross question. They're all very similar, uh, with the exception of G. I think the Carr and, and Daniel Jones ones I could go either way on. I'll take Carr uh, just because the Saints are more functional, and I think his ceiling is higher than Daniel Jones. Um, did they sign for similar amounts? Who? Uh, Carr yes. and Jones? Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. Very similar. Yeah, like 150, 160. Yes, 160 yeah. for Jones, 150 for Carr. Oh, I had it. Um. Yeah, I, I think same amount of money. Essentially, I think uh, Derek Carr is the better the better deal there. Um, and the uh, the Saints, you know, they got a quarterback. Uh, you know, a very competent quarterback, I think. And they're in a very weak division. And sometimes all you need is decent quarterback playing a division like that to find the uh, the playoffs there. So, um, I think the Saints uh, set themselves up nicely. And we'll see how the rest of the offseason unfolds. You said we got some other franchise tags to talk about? Yes, Lamar Jackson gets tagged by the Ravens Yep, for one year. I believe 32 mil for Lamar. Uh, I think he's as good as gone after yes. this year. So I saw something that, like, apparently he can, like, if he leaves now, they get, like, two first-round picks or something. Is that – I forget where I saw that. Um, that there was some weird way that he leaves. Uh, I, I don't know what I was looking at. But, yeah, Lamar Jackson gets the franchise tag. That would be crazy to see him walk. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to predict the market a year out, but, I mean, obviously a lot of teams would love to have a Lamar Jackson on their team. He's a very good player. Yes, uh, yeah, Lamar is a very good player, and I think he'd be much better suited outside of the Baltimore Ravens organization. Yeah. Because they refuse to put talent around him. I'm yeah. just I'm convinced that they don't want this guy to succeed. <laughs> think it's a conspiracy against him? I don't think it's a conspiracy. I just think it's like... I don't get it. How can you not draft a wide receiver? I don't know. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Mar- like Mark Andrews is a good weapon. Very good. But it's only one. And it's a tight end. Yeah. You need other options. You need good receivers. 
Like, I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. If you have no one good to throw the ball to, it doesn't matter. These guys just simply can't get open. Yep. And the NFL, that's the glaring problem. Yeah. I mean, at pretty much any stage of football, it's a problem, but especially in the NFL. Yeah. Because the defenses will take away your number one weapon. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what? What was Lamar's number one receiver? Devin Duvernay? Devin Duvernay. Demarcus Robinson? I mean, who who is it? Sam, oh, was it Sammy Watkins for a little bit? Or was he in Green Bay? He was in Green Bay. And remember, he was with the Ravens for yeah. some, some time. He was. Like, still, those three names are just, ugh, gross. Yeah, and then you, you look at the running backs, right? He's throwing to running backs. And uh, that's not a good solution either. So, um, yeah, they, they don't have weapons around him. He's been running for his life. Uh, and he's been succeeding at times, but just not consistently enough because, well, there's no one to throw the ball to. So... <laughs> He'll have another year uh, running it back, you know? <laughs> no one to throw the ball to yet. Uh, maybe they make a big signing or a big uh, draft acquisition. Uh, what's their draft pick look like this year? Like middle? Yeah, middle of the pack. Okay. Thinking like the mid-teens. Okay. There could be some wide receivers there easily. Could. Yeah. So Linebacker. <laughs> Linebacker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guarantee you they will not pick a wide receiver. You think? No, no chance. It's Lock the Ravens. It in now. It's the Ravens. There's no way. Yeah, it's like the Eagles picking up. It's like the Packers. Linebacker. Packers never take a first round wide receiver. Ever. Yeah. What was uh what was Adams? Uh second rounder, I think. Okay, I thought so, yeah. So crazy stuff. Yes, it is. We're gonna take our first break of today's show and come back. We're gonna talk about a little bit more NFL. Uh, before we move on to our favorite subject, I would say to talk about on the show. I love MLB. the MLB. Uh so plenty more sports talk coming right next on the flip side of this break. On Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K or Kutztown, don't go anywhere. Welcome back in. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Kime here. Heavy Hitters on this Wednesday morning. That was a fun break, Jack. You know what I just realized in that uh, that sweeper regs put together? Yes. The, uh, the radio guy says uh, Lionel Fishy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead of Lionel Fishy. Yes, instead of the That's great awesome. Lionel Richie. We got Lionel Fishy Lionel Fishy. Kelpy G. And great references to music <laughs> and old Spongebob. But you can't fool me. I listen to public radio. Yes. <laughs> Hello. I listen to public radio. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's not how it goes. Oh, I know. <laughs> Looks like I'm crushing your face. <laughs> no, there's, <laughs> there's that notification. <laughs> Told you. Best decision of my life was downloading the Fox Sports app. This is not an uh, an ad of any sort, by the way. It's just a funny. It ha- it plays the intro to the NFL on Fox thing whenever you get a notification. <laughs> Let me tell you, there have been some great situations where I forgot to put my phone on silent, and that is played. It's been it's been a great few months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I also right. purchased the uh, the ringtone of the NFL on Fox, and I've been having fun with that as well. So I'm a weird person, but it's okay. NFL, we're going to wrap things up here. Um, what do you got, Jack? Uh, we got some people who got released. Uh, Byron Jones uh, gets released by the Dolphins and reportedly he said he cannot run or jump due to uh, injuries that he sustained. So I'm assuming he's probably going to retire. Yes. Uh, it's a sad thing. Jones, in his heyday, he was a pretty darn good cornerback. I mean, yeah. you know, played with Dallas, Seattle. Um, I was going to say Philly, but that was. That was Byron Maxwell. That, I was thinking Byron Maxwell this entire time, and I was going to bring it up to you at the end of the at the end of the second. Be Jack, you know who I'm really glad is not in the league anymore. Yeah, Byron Maxwell. He was good for Seattle. Uh, it's not good. for I'm Dallas. aware against the Eagles. 
And then he was terrible for the Eagles. I just I remember that 2017 season. We had like the 10 game win streak, and then the Sunday Night Football. The team we lose to is Seattle, and the thing that locks it up, right? Because Wentz is trying to make this comeback, right? It's whatever, like midfield. And then he throws, and Merrill Reese. I was listening to my radio, and Merrill Reese goes, and the pass is intercepted by Byron Maxwell of all people. <laughs> My favorite call of all time was like toward the end of the year when we had him, when he was absolutely garbage. <laughs> and finally, he like deflects a pass on like a big third down, and Merrill Reese is like, and the pass is deflected by Maxwell. Maxwell did something positive. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know players doing bad. That for was you. so. That was a horrible experiment. Yes, it was. So much bad Philly sports moments, dude. <laughs> Uh, Buccaneers will be releasing starting left tackle Donovan Smith. Smith is on the team, and they won the Super Bowl with Brady just a couple years back. Uh, was a big part of that starting offensive line. Uh, he will be leaving the Bay Area. Not Bay Area, but Tampa Bay. I don't know why he said it's that. It's a Bay. It is a Bay. Leaving the greater Tampa vicinity. Yeah. Bay Area is out west. Got to you know, get with my geographical uh, locations here. But uh, any other release things I see? Uh, Eric Kendricks got released from the Vikings a couple days ago. Did you see, um, was it K.J. Osborne? Yes. What he did? Yes. Speaking of the Vikings, right? He plays for the Vikings, right? Correct. Yes. The wide receiver. Yeah. Um, how about that, man? Like, helping rescue someone, what was it, a burning vehicle or something? Yes, in Texas. How about it, man? Like, that's the things you love to see. Good man. Samaritan of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Winner of the week right there, so. K.J. Osborne, we salute your great act of kindness and bravery uh, to help save that man from a burning vehicle in the state of Texas. Very impressive. Uh, we tip our cap to you. Yeah, in, in a lot of uh, in a time where it feels like all you see about these players and their personal lives is negative. Sometimes a lot it's of times, it's great to see times, a win. Yeah, it, it's great to see uh, you know someone helping uh, the general public here um, using that you know just that I, I assume you know it's you know using that athletic skill set to kind of those those things take a lot of power, a lot of bravery too, and. Uh, KJ putting it to work there. Impressive. Very impressive. So, um, anyways, just thought I'd bring that up while we were talking about the Vikings. Well, an odd headline. We, we've heard the rumors of Brady returning, right? Oh, God. Uh, with the 49ers and Dolphins being a couple teams linked. But uh, I think Brady's trying to shut that down. Brady tweeted, Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten or their daughter. Yes, that's correct. Tom Brady is now a cat dad. Who cares? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's all I'm saying. It's weird. What? All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I've never owned a cat. I got two dogs, though. I have a cat. Oh, you do? I love my cat. You're a cat guy? Uh, I didn't used to be, but, you know, we got a cat. He's a good man. Probably listen to the show right now at my house. <laughs> yeah. He usually hangs up with my parents when they, when they listen. Uh, Muggsy. What's up, Muggsy? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> well, there, Muggsy. <laughs> Don't be interrupted by a live broadcast. <laughs> it's funny when he like sits in like on the on the stairs landing in my house, and the sun just shines on him because it makes his blue eyes like look really, really like sharp blue. Mm. So, yeah, I love when pets just lay in the sun. What I love is like as the you know how the sun moves through the sky, right? So yes, the, the sun that's spots what the sun does. The sun spots on like the floor, right? When it comes through the window, like yeah. they move too. I love when, like, my dogs have to get up and just move those few inches to, like, the left, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to get up and move because the sun. I just so, like, I so 
relate to that. Like whenever I'm trying to sleep and there's the tiniest inconvenience, right? You know when like your pillow gets too warm? No. No? You never had that? You got to flip it to the cold side? Yeah, no, I don't do that. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. You know when you have to like, you know, go to the bathroom in the Pretty rest of sleeper, so usually one of my pillows ends up on the ground by the time I wake up. You know when you, uh, like, you're, you're doing that like, do I get up? To go take care of this, or do I not? You know that oh, yeah. that dance in the middle of the night. It's like, oh my goodness. There's no win in that situation because you get up and then you're awake, or you go to sleep, or at least try to, go, and you'll never be able to. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's, it's just a lose lose situation. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, that that makes me believe there is evil in the world. That situation right there. <laughs> that makes me believe there's evil in the world. It's just diabolical. Of all things that could have led you to that assumption, yes. it's this. Mm-hmm. So, oh my goodness. All right. Uh, any other NFL news that we got to get back to? I not really seen anything else that uh, I'm confused by the I'm confused Actually, by the Jason Kelsey situation with the uh, with the Eagles. I mean, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Word is they may have given him like a deadline or something by like Sunday to figure it out. Um, weird situation there, and I don't really have anything else to say other than that. But uh, um, Jags. Oh. Jags wide receiver Calvin Ridley reinstated by the NFL. How he's about back. that? Yeah, he's back. Big weapon for them. You can bet he'll be better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I loved his was it was it actually his tweet or was it someone that was just like it was a meme or something that uh when he got suspended for his gambling and stuff, he goes, um, I'll bet you I don't have a gambling problem. No, I think that was a meme. Okay. I thought that was actually Calvin. It was funny. But uh that, that was funny. Um, anything else in terms of football? I don't believe. I think we've talked about pretty much everything Yeah, uh, that there was talk about. Actually, Rams will release linebacker Leonard Floyd if there will be no trade. Uh, that's just something else. He was formerly with the Bears, then with the with the Rams. I believe won a Super Bowl with the Rams on uh, two years ago's Super Bowl team now, which is kind of weird to talk about. Yeah. What's the Rams quarterback situation look like? Probably going to be Stafford back there, if I had to assume. Hmm. I don't think there's anything that uh, leads me to believe otherwise. Yeah. But you never know, I guess. I mean, you think the injury is something to worry about if it lingers? or It could be, but... What a shell of a team that is. Yeah. That's crazy. Team fell off very quickly, so... Yep. yep. Uh, yep. And the yep. Raiders were planning to use the franchise tag on Josh Jacobs. I don't know if they actually did, but that was just the plan. Uh, so... Who did the Eagles franchise tag? I don't remember. Um, did they even employ one? I don't think so. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's our NFL discussion. I don't really have anything else to talk about. Off-season rolls on. Yeah. Uh, combine uh, happened. Uh, we actually have a connection to the Combine a little bit here at Kutztown. Uh, rival Shepherds quarterback Tyson Bajan was at the NFL Combine. He got an invite. See the guy that uh, Hale married? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I hope uh, your pillow is never cold, Tyson. Pain. Yeah. The suffering. Why must every 11 minutes of my life be filled with misery? I never forget. I was on the call for that game. I know. It's terrible. Jack and Josh, right? No, it was, I was me and Noah Pegler. Oh, oh, wow. That was still in the Noah days? Yep. Wow. I okay. forget the Shepherd Radio guys going crazy, literally like two feet away from us. Yep. That's uh, crazy. That's crazy. It's unfortunate. Unfortunate. It was. Tragedy. But it is what it is. Uh, we're going to move on and talk about MLB. Here, uh, World Baseball Classic happening. Uh, Got kicked off last night. Yeah, it did. Very, actually, very early in the morning. I think 5 a.m. was the first game. Oh, I thought it was 11 at night. 
We'll see. Uh, let me look. Hold up. Wait a minute. I thought it was like the DR versus the Netherlands. Hold up. I'm going to go Dominican Republic versus Netherlands, 11 p.m. I think it was Netherlands. Uh, hold up. Hold up. Yeah, Netherlands versus, no, Cuba. Cuba. 4-2, okay. the Netherlands gets the W. Wow. Watch out. Watch out. The Dutch are uh, on the attack. Today we have Panama and... Excuse me. Pronounce that correctly. Panama. No, pr- pronounce it correctly. Panama! Panama! Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll let that take us <laughs> on. Van Halen. Yes, I know. <laughs> Panama leads Chinese Taipei 12-4. Wow. Uh, in the bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, other games today, we got Australia taking on, if this would load. Do-do-do. All right, there we go. Australia takes on Korea. And then we have, I'm just going based off on, on flags here. So Which Korea? South. Okay. Uh, and then we got. I guess that does make more sense. Is this today? Yeah, that is today. Wait, what? It's so weird. So they're going to play back-to-back days. And the Netherlands will play again tonight uh, against. It's a fast-moving tournament, Jack. It is. It is. No time for rest. No rest for the weary. <laughs> Like my gracious, I, I this is not a user friendly thing. MLB app, well, we got to get this together. <laughs> As you can believe, it's it's Panama and the Netherlands. That's it. There we go. Ooh. So two powerhouses. They're playing right now, and they're going to play later on the night. Saddle wow, up. that's a double header for Panama. Saddle up, folks. We got to. If anyone can do it, it's Panama. Yeah. <laughs> When's Panama. the U.S. play? Um. I, I can know. barely see the road. But the Mets play Nicaragua <laughs> tonight. The what? The Mets play Nicaragua tonight. What does that mean? Like we play the we play Team Nicaragua. What? The Mets? Yes. The Marlins play Team Israel. Who do the Phillies play? The U.S. plays the, the U.S. plays the San Francisco Giants. Oh. <laughs> and tonight it's the San Francisco Giants against the United <laughs> States of America. <laughs> Feels like a video game matchup. <laughs> feels so funny. <laughs> That's so weird. Wait, am I like insane? I don't remember ever seeing like games. No, it's, I think it's just exhibitions. I don't remember ever seeing that. Do the Phillies have one? I don't think so. When do the United States play? That's so stupid. I want to play Saturday, March 11th. Country. The United States takes on Great Britain. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a Revolutionary War rematch. <laughs> Philadelphia. I think the War of 1812 gets unnoticed, but... Yeah, well, we don't talk about that. It's like, um, you know, how, uh, you know, Eagles fans never talk about Super Bowl 41. Was that 41? 43? Something like that. 39. It was 39. How did I I forget that? It was Super Bowl 39. I'm not an Eagles fan. No, against the Patriots. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Because we lost. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. We don't talk. Hey, forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We do not talk like that. <laughs> All right. I love that Forget video. Forget about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we got some movie to talk about, so we're yeah. going to go into that realm now. Um, mentioned a little bit of World Baseball Classic. That's kind of coming up more so this weekend. And uh, ready to see the United States take care of business, hopefully. Against uh, the Giants. <laughs> yeah, against, yeah, starting off with the next mission against the San Francisco <laughs> Giants. That's going to be so Poor San Francisco. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, but a couple of the Mets of the getting represented. A Philly country. getting represented. Uh, Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil there. Uh, along with, uh, I believe, Brooks Raley's pitching for the United States, too. So another Met. Uh, and then you got JT Romuto. J. 
I believe. Is he going? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He'll be there. Um, I think it's the only Philly. No, nah, there's more. Uh, was Schwarber? I don't know. Maybe? I thought Schwarber was. Uh, Turner. I know Turner. Yes, Turner. Um, uh, who else? I don't think Hoskins. Definitely not Nick Castellanos. It's going to be weird infield with Turner, McNeil, and Alonzo if they play it that way. It is odd, yeah. And um, rivals. And then JT? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought we had a pitcher. Was it Nola? Maybe. Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. I don't know. I forget. I'm blanking. But, uh, yeah, Sir Anthony Dominguez down there for the Dominican Republic. The DR. And Garrett Stubbs for dreaded Team Israel right there, man. I think they could win it all, buddy. <laughs> Garrett Stubbs going to be the MVP of the WBC? That would be insane. I would be hyped. Why are you grabbing my cord? I'm trying to move the binder of the notebooks back. Oh. But, um, yeah, we got we to talk some actual MLB, not World Baseball Classic. It's good to talk about that a little bit. It's fun. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> we fixed it. We did. Uh, talk about the Mets. How's uh, how's Mets camp going there? Well, Jose Quintana suffered a, uh, a oh, what is it? It's not a hairline fracture, but Ooh. it's a stress fracture. It's a rib injury. Rib uh, he fractured Ooh. one of his ribs. Ouch. So he's going to be out for a little bit. That's... I think probably around a two-month timeline will probably be the <sighs> suggested amount before he can start throwing again. So probably longer than that. I expect How probably that be back around. Uh, he just happened while he was pitching, I think, in the wow. game. Yeah, he had to leave the game. But just uh, broke his rib. Oh, man. Yeah, it's got to be a little bit painful, to say the least. That's a bummer. You know, he was a guy you guys signed in the offseason, right? Yes. Free agent? Yeah, it's it's a bummer when, you know, new city, new start, right? Excited to see what the guy can do. And right out of the shoot, um, just disappointing. That's really unfortunate. Uh, hope for the best for him, his recovery. But, uh, you know, as for the time being for the Mets, I mean, this, you know, already tests the uh, that depth you were talking about that you're uh, happy about. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm look. I don't want. I obviously don't want to see the guy go down. It's terrible. But I'm very confident in David Peterson stepping up, going to go into the back end of that rotation. And you know, I he, I know he is very capable stuff. Um, we also have Tyler and McGill right behind him. So look, we have very solid depth. I have no concern that this rotation is going to just fall off because Jose Quintana got hurt. I nah. mean, obviously, I would have loved to see Quintana pitch. I think he's got some good stuff, and he showed some good things last year with the Pirates and Cardinals. But uh, I just wish for the best of his recovery, and then you know, hopefully, it's a speedy one. Don't want to rush him back, but I'd you know, rather see him back on the field sooner rather than later, of course, uh, because he's signed to do only a two-year contract. So if he has to sit out a large portion of the first year, you know, the return on investment there is probably only going to be a year and about a quarter of him. So, you know, obviously wanted to work out both the, you know, him being fully healthy when he's pitching uh, and him pitching well for the Mets. That would be a win-win for both sides. So yep. hopefully hoping for the best recovery. So uh, for their, Mets lefty Jose Katana. Is that their plan to put in uh, Peterson? I believe so. Okay. I think he's the next in line. So who uh, who's the fourth starter for the Mets now? So if I had a, like if you're going down, like I don't know how Buck's going to spread it out. You assume it's something like Verlander, Scherzer, Verlander, Sanga. Scherzer, Sanga, Carrasco, and Carrasco. then probably Peterson. Okay. That's the guy I was forgetting. Uh, or yeah. you could do Peterson, Carrasco, one of the two. It's still a good rotation. Yes. Yeah. Those top three, you know, potential to be dominant. Yes, for sure. So, Mets still uh, looking good on the pitching side, and that's that's really what we you know we've established is like the Mets' big strength right in this division is their their pitching, their starting pitching. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, it, it's worrisome to see one of those guys go down, but I don't want to say luckily. Um. But your your top three are still intact. So yes, 
Anyways, yes, they are. Any other storylines? Uh, <clears throat> there are, but we're going to address them on the flip side of this last break of hour number gotcha. one. When we come back, we'll be talking about all things baseball to wrap up the first hour. On uh, an hour number two, uh, we'll probably roll over with some baseball talk, as we always do. We find a way to go down some tangents, have some fun conversations. Uh, then we'll go to NHL, and then, of course, wrap up the show uh, for predominantly more of the second hour, I would say, uh, with college basketball discussion as March Madness gets ever so near Selection Sunday. Uh, this upcoming Sunday. So very, very close. Uh, a lot of things to talk about in that aspect. So don't go anywhere. Plenty more to talk about here on Heavy Hitters for the next hour plus here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. And after the delightful voice of Mike Riggs, it is back to Heavy Hitters. Back to Heavy Hitters! Mitchell Smadley, Jack Heim, singing along into this uh, final segment of hour number one. Panama! Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba! Team Panama has beaten up on, I forget who. Cuba. Nah, that was the Netherlands. No, that's oh, yeah. Italian. No, no, no. Chinese Taipei, that's it. What is Chinese Taipei? It's Taiwan. Oh. I thought it's just Taiwan. Yeah, it's called Chinese Taipei. I don't know why. Interesting. Yes. I, I don't even want to get into that situation. Uh, yeah, we're not going to, we're, we're going to not, we're not going to touch that. We're going to leave that alone. <laughs> We are really not supposed to touch that. Yeah, we're gonna put that to the side. (laughs) We're gonna look at it. We're gonna look at it. We're gonna acknowledge it, and then we're gonna move on. Gonna nod our head, you know. Give it. Say we we see you. We understand, (laughs) and we're gonna move on. (laughs) So, anyways, on to North Korea. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They're not even in the tournament. Yeah. No. Anyways, they even play baseball there. I don't know. We're going to leave that one alone. I can't say anything I want to say on the matter. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to leave that one alone, too. All right, so 1960s Cuba, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. The All heyday right. of baseball. All right. Nope. No. Nope, we're not going down this road. Yeah, this is bad. This is really... Stop pulling me. <laughs> All right. We're playing tug of war with the headphones. All right. All right. All Back right. on track. Mets. Yeah. My Mets entire can't... team sucks. Oh. All right. Enough. That's enough. I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Brett Beatty continues to rank. I love the way he's swinging the back at spring camp. 474 average drove in another run last night with an RBI ground out, made a flashy play at third with the leather. A couple nice defensive plays uh, from a guy who's been, uh, you know, crowned as a not great defender. Made some good defensive plays last night. I like to see that. I think he's most certainly going to break camp, and he's making it very hard for the Mets. Uh, to send him back down to AAA. So I think Beatty's going to be here come opening day if he keeps playing the way he is right now. Uh, a guy I really like, Tim McCastro. He's playing well. Uh, he's got good speed. He's been stealing some bases. Uh, batting 350. He's got a, you know, he got a hit yesterday. He just finds a way to get on base. So good old Timmy LeCastro might make the Mets as the fourth outfielder. Could be. Nice. Maybe. You never know. Tommy Pham looks horrid out in the outfield. <laughs> I mean, this dude couldn't field a beach ball out there. I mean, my gracious. I mean, bobbling it on the, you know, is the line drive off the glove. He kicks it. I mean, what are we doing? Is this the major leagues? Spring training, Jack. I, I don't care. I could put some stuff off, but, like, misfeeling a ball and then kicking it? I mean, come on, man. Do a better solution? Yeah. Get off the team. And replace him with? Tim LaCastro. No, <laughs> no, um... 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't think that fam signing's gonna. Roman gonna, Quinn might still be out there. <laughs> he's on the Rays, I think. Oh, he was with the Rays at least. Last I know year. that. Yeah, I thought I thought he was done. <laughs> he might be. Who knows? Dude, a, a Roman Quinn Zach Eflin reunion. <laughs> That's Philly South. You're right telling there. me. You're telling me Roman Quinn, the absolute goat. <laughs> hey, he had a 99 mile per hour outfield assist. Against I think the Roman Dodgers, Quinn could okay? hit 10 plus homers this year. That is a very interesting line. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's no way that even happens. Does he even have 10 home runs in his career? I don't think so. <laughs> hey, if Ronald Torres can do it. <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> Ronald Torres. <laughs> the former Yankee, yeah, twin, pulled that Philly. one out, you know. Ronald Torres. <laughs> Roto, as we used to call him. Oh, my goodness gracious. That 2021. Oh, he's on a team, by the way. Roman Quinn is. He's on the Rays? No, he's not. Another American League team. Ah, uh, Twins. Right division, wrong team. Right to White Sox. No. Guardians. Correct. Oh, correct. <laughs> correct. Roman and Quinn Joel Wright is in Cleveland. That feels so fitting. That is a perfect spot for Roman Quinn. He feels like the Rajay Davis, you know? Remember he was on the World Series team they made in 2016? Rajay Davis. What was the big Joe Buck call of Rajay Davis? Do you know what I'm talking about? There was a big like moment for Rajay Davis. Yeah, that was the World Series, the three-run home run. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Davis hits it in the left, and it is gone, and we're tied. Something like that. Home run, Rajay Davis! <laughs> I just remember he yelled Home it like run, Rajay Davis! I love that. The three-run shot, I think, in the bottom of the eighth. Can you just imagine like another scrappy Guardians, you know, like... Guardians, Astros, right? Like divisional round. And then Roman Scrappy Quinn. Hits Roman a Quinn walks them off. Yeah, with a home run. <laughs> eight career home runs for Roman Quinn. It just clears the deck. He had eight career home runs. I want to know if there's any team. And Roman number is. nine is a big one. <laughs> hey, he's hit three in spring training. Oh, man. He's on a power surge. He is. He's beefed up before the season <laughs> check. <laughs> he was a second round pick. <laughs> that is such a Phillies thing. It's a Philly thing. Jeff. Hey, he had four homers. He had half of his career homers in 2019. I'm aware. I remember that. And I was like, this guy, he's turning it around. <laughs> you, you think if there's, do you think there's any team he hit multiple home runs against? Yes. Really? No, 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 no. There's no, no way, right? Nah, he's only hit eight. There, there can't be. There can't be a team he's only he's hit multiple home runs against. No. I was thinking of doubles. Possible. I remember he had two doubles in one game, and I was like, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> Who is this guy? This is like 2018. Oh, my gracious. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Mets prospects, again, I've said it on the Monday show, saying it again today. Love the way they're swinging the bat. Uh, Mauricio, Vientos, keep it going. Uh, I think uh, Mauricio's not going to crack the opening day roster, but I think Beatty has a really good shot. Vientos might as well. I think Alvarez is going to start the year in AAA. I think it's a smart decision. I think it's what they should do. Uh, just give him a little bit more time. Don't want to rush the kid. Um, make sure development all pans out yeah. nice and tidy. Uh, but for me, like the way they're swinging it. Pitching uh, seems okay. Uh, Carrasco, three innings, one run yesterday. Uh, the Astros played a couple of stars. I mean, they played Bregman. They played Jose Abreu. Uh, you got kind of kind of it started wide. But Carrasco, you still like to see your pitchers look good. Uh, Carrasco did. Uh, Tyler McGill, two and a third innings looked pretty pretty good. John Curtis, a guy who kind of flew under the radar. We got him last year, but had to get Tommy John. Uh, but he's back this year. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to make the Mets opening day bullpen in three spring training appearances. Three scoreless innings on six strikeouts. .33 whip. Uh, the 2021 regular season at a 3-4-5 ERA and 44 and a third innings pitched. I like him as kind of a sleeper option out of the bullpen. 
Uh, he will make, I think, like I said, will make the opening day roster. I think he's an intriguing middle inning option uh, for the Mets. And I just love the bullpen depth. We have a lot of guys who come out of the bullpen this year and pitch pretty well. So, yeah. Interesting there, but we're going to get a message from the KRN Opic first before we get back into our discussion. The Custodian University Composition Conference invites all students to submit abstracts for the Spring Composition Conference. We are looking for presentations of any genre, including posters, digital, and multimedia, essays, creative writing, research presentations, and more. This year's conference will be held in person on Monday, April 17th. Projects that are best presented digitally can also be posted on our Research Commons site with or without an accompanying live presentation. Please be sure to submit by March 17th. You can submit by scanning one of the QR codes on the posters across campus. We look forward to seeing your submissions. This message of community interest is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Custodian University, KUR. Back on Heavy Hitters, wrapping up hour number one, talking all things MLB. I was talking about my Mets. I'll get Mitch talking about his fills in just a minute or hey so. But, uh, yeah, spring training rolls on. I would love to talk about it more, but I'm just so in the mood to see regular season baseball. Uh, we are three weeks out from it being tomorrow, so... Yeah, I mean, it's getting there. I feel like an addict. It's getting there. Yeah, I kind of do too. I just like, you know, it's like, oh, if I could just get to spring training, you know, just just see some baseball on my TV. And then I got here and I'm like, but I really want the real thing, man. Like, I just. Can't. But if I could just see the regular season, just one game, right? And then the first game's gonna come and go, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't stand having a day off on Friday. <laughs> just see, just. Gets, I just thought about it like it's one game, just sandwich a regular season game in the middle of spring training. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And we have a rogue regular season game opening day. Hey, guys, this one counts March here. 10th. Hey, guys, this one counts. We got to play it out. Yeah. We're going down, we're going down to a Lone Depot Park in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, God. Imagine like all 30 teams had like a rogue regular season game sprinkled throughout spring training on a different day. Yeah. That'd be so weird. That would be odd. That's a terrible idea. It's a but really it's funny. bad idea. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. Yeah. Let's talk about the Phillies. <laughs> anything, yeah, I'll let you know. Anything, anything else, Mets? Um, no, not really. Uh, again, just best wish to Katana in his recovery. Mm-hmm. These injuries happen. Happen to every team. Yeah, well, um, I'm going to talk about the one for the so, Phillies, yeah. Very big, important injury, yeah. Uh, well, we don't really have much of an update on it. That's the problem. But, yeah, uh, it's a little bit keeping them in the jar. It's a murky situation. Uh, it's painting a very bleak picture. Uh, Andrew Painter, I don't mean to joke about it, but Andrew Painter still not really much of an update on that uh, elbow soreness he sustained after that first start. Um, all that we know now is, you know, it seems like Bailey Falter is going to be the fifth starter come opening day, which just... You know, it kind of dampens my excitement <laughs> a little bit. It's I'm, Bailey Falter! And I'm still going to be watching that man every fifth day. Um, that's not exciting. But uh, there is still a lot to be excited about this team for, uh, you know, just some of the uh, maybe not top-of-the-line pieces, but, the, the uh, you know, kind of that back end of the of the lineup is looking more and more interesting. Alec Bohm continues to rake. If you, do you have the box score from yesterday? I think Alec Bohm had a few knocks. Um, I don't know if you can pull that up while I'm talking. But uh, Jake Cave has started the the spring off well. A few home runs. I believe he got another yesterday um, or the day before. I feel like I was in my philosophy class when he hit it, uh, which was Monday. But uh, he's got a few home runs to start the spring. Um, looks like he's kind of... Uh, gaining some attention, uh, if you look through kind of the, the feed on, on what's going on with the fills. Um, so that, that might be the kind of 
other part of the solution to the center field mystery with Brandon Marsh uh, and Mundo Sosa in the mix for that. Uh, he had his first game in center field, I believe, yesterday. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Make a prediction. The Phillies will be playing. Is it Simon or Simone? Who? Simon Muziotti. Muziotti. In a game this year. He will make an appearance. An appearance? Just yes. one appearance? Yep. What do you think the road to Muziotti is? An injury. Mm. I don't like that. Whether it be Marsh, Sosa. Because what, he's the next in line to get called up, right? Center field-wise? Well, uh, no. I, I think it's Cave, uh, and then it would be Guthrie. Oh, yeah. Never mind then. Yeah. Dalton Guthrie will be there at some point. He's gross, though. He hasn't done anything this spring. So Jake Cave, I think, has clearly separated himself. I can't wait to see Jake Cave in a Philly uniform. I'm not really <laughs> excited for that. <laughs> Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, so what is what does Josh Harrison play? What is his purpose? Everywhere. Okay. He play second, third, short. Uh, I believe in a pinch you could throw him in the outfield, mm-hmm. but mostly predominantly an infielder. Right. So I was thinking about this, like the depth. I thought he was an infielder. So your your depth pieces are looking like Harrison and Sosa for the infield. He's like an upgraded Camargo. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, Camargo was okay last year. He was fine. He didn't do anything in the playoffs, mainly because he wasn't up. Um, but he, he did nothing down the stretch. He had an okay start to the season. I remember he had like a three-run home run against the Rockies. <laughs> remember that? Um, no, because it's Johan Camargo. Johan. And it's also against the Rockies. Yeah. Outside um, of Phillies fans, who's watching Phillies Rockies? Not me. I, I don't know be- why I asked I got better things to do with my week now. I know one home run in the Phillies-Rockies, you remember. I, I follow the games because I just want to see how like the rivals are doing, but C- I'm not sitting down and watching Phillies games. Jay Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> a former Met legend, Jay Reese Familia. That was a bad night. Oh, I love it. I didn't enjoy that. I loved the fact that he went to the Phillies. And it is gone. And it was just so funny. It's just so funny. Uh. To see that scrub. And yes, that is an accurate representation of what he was. Oh, he's gone now. Yeah, I agree with you. He's on the team. Which one? Arizona, I think. I saw that. I saw someone picked him up. I think he's on the D-backs. Yeah. Well, free wins. <laughs> free wins being handed out. Uh, that was that was not a fun experiment. No. Why do these keep getting caught on this binder? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. What? <laughs> I said I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways. So, do you know this uh, Johan Rojas the Phillies have? Yes, after the prospect. Yeah. Yeah, he's interesting. When did we get him? Because I just tuned in, like, last year to him being, like, good. Um, what do you think the path for him coming up to the majors is? I'm not really fully versed on, like, the prospect road to the majors and stuff. You know what I mean? Do you know what I, Am I making sense here? Like, yes. Do, like, you're just trying to get some more intel on Phil's prospects outside of Painter and Abel. And yeah, like, I know like the big names, and I, I can... Look and see, well, this guy's kind of making some noise. But, like, what what generally is, like, a timeline? Because Painter's accelerated. He's on the accelerated track. He's 19, and he's already in the conversation. The that doesn't with, happen. The thing with Roas is he's already 22. Mm-hmm. He's only reached double A. That's his highest. Yep. And I was, you know, I'll give you a slash line in double A last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 60 games of the Red and Phil's. 260 average, 333 on base, 387 slugging, not great at all. No. And a 720 OPS. So not really great. 44 Ks, 29 stolen bases, though, he, so he can run. He's got speed. Uh, the next Roman Quinn. With only four homers, 16 ribbies, 
and 21 walks. That sounds like Roman Quinn to me. So, uh, look, the path to Jan Rojas to the majors, I'm not sure. i got to see some in significant, in, not significant, but I'm going to see some improvement with the bat. Yeah. That, that's what I need to see. I wasn't saying, like, this guy needs to get, I'm just wondering, like, no, where, like, the I, path, I was like, I, where is he in I his development? So you, not it sounds like year. he's kind of. Not this year. It sounds like he's he may have missed Maybe the next train. Year. Maybe next year. I mean, if a bunch of roster spots open up, uh, which they won't because eight of these people, eight of these starters are, are signed. Um, and then uh, who is the other? Uh, De La Cruz, I think, is the other. Uh, he's been up this spring. Um, like that's the problem. Like there, there's just no no depth at all. That's in what that was my overall point. That's where I was actually going with this. Uh, well, we got to step aside. Top yeah. of the hour. We'll be back for hour number two. That. It's hour number two. We roll on. Heavy hitters right here on the radio voice at Kutztown University, KUR. It's 10 a.m. Feeling a little more awake, but I'm still exhausted. Uh, Jack, how you doing halfway through? Halfway home, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Much, much later. <laughs> Jack's still passed out, everybody. Uh, no, Jack. There's just no no time to sleep. No time to sleep. Mets baseball's almost here. No rest of the weary, baby. Dude, we all uh, the, the rest of the country gets to laugh at New York soon. Uh, <laughs> yearly traditions. You're funny. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of tradition, Jack. So you're a man of you're a man of Philly sports. You think there's a team in any sport that will never win a championship in our lifetimes? Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings? Yep. Why? Doomed. That's what that's why cuz doomed. doomed. Doomed forever. Wow. Okay. Forever. Lock it in. How about a baseball team? New York Mets? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I uh, agree. Nah, uh definitely the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, they're a very poor <laughs> they're, they're just terrible. I mean, there's no way around it. They are just awful. Awfully run. Awfully everything. How do they sell any merchandise? How do they sell any tickets? I'm not I, even worried about merchandise. Tickets. They got. They, they have no one in the stands. That's a good point. It's like, what are we doing here? I don't think your mic's on. I'm sorry. I was looking at my computer. There it is. Yeah. There it is. What are we doing? Trying to trying to get my stuff pulled up. For Anyways. Me. Yeah, so Jack told me uh, Johan Rojas, despite his lackluster performance, is the sixth-ranked Phillies prospect, which is very depressing. <laughs> Um, by the way, how is Justin Crawford our fourth-ranked prospect? That's disappointing, too. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was a very good draft pick at all. But who am I to judge? You know, Who am I to Aaron judge? So, moving on. Uh, Philly Springs, some other notes. Um, like I said, the, uh, the kind of back-end guys continue to uh, sort of impress. Boehm, uh, Sosa, Cave, I mentioned them. Stott really hasn't done that much this spring, which is uh, concerning, to say the least. I, I looked for a big step forward from Bryson Stott. Uh, you know, maybe it'll take him a little while to get going like it did last year. Who knows? Uh, Brandon Marsh has also done, you know, a little. He's got a hit here and there, but nothing uh, nothing impressive. Uh, Jack might end up being right on that. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I want to make it clear. I do not think Brandon Marsh is the next greatest thing, like, ever. Oh, but he does. He is not a very good baseball player. He says it off air all the time. No. Just no, kidding. He is not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. Brandon I'm Marsh too Mitchell uh, Smithy's credibility, folks. No, I'm he's kidding. like the eighth best hitter in this lineup at best. Ninth. You think Stott's better? Oh yes. 
Really? Oh, yes. Stott has not looked good so far. There's time. There is time, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Stott was supposed to be this prospect we brought up that was, like, really good. Is, is Bryson Stott the next J.P. Crawford? <laughs> Being horrible for the Phillies? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just hope we avoid another Scott Kingery situation. <laughs> Scott Kingery. Scotty Jetpacks. I just think it's so funny. We talked about this a little bit on Monday. Just like looking at recent years and how like Philly fans have gassed up and hyped up some of their prospects and they're just (laughs) duds, man. (laughs) And and I'm not rooting for their downfall. I just think it's funny how the fans get so behind it, right? Yes. And then it just falls flat on its face. And then they just have to like kind of just take the L and take the loss and be like, yeah, remember that guy? Yeah. That guy you guys loved so much and thought he was going to be the next thing? No. The greatest thing since sliced bread. Okay, I never liked Kingery. My dad would, like, jump up whenever he was, like, coming to bat. He's like, Kingery's up! Kingery's up! I'm like, he's not good. This is it! This is it! This is our guy! I remember he had a three-run home run as part of a 10-0 first inning against the Mets. Uh-huh. That was a great night. Uh-huh. Him and Franco went deep. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Yep, yeah, remember that. Not good. That was the... Dark days. Those were some good. That was 2019. Bad days. That was uh, the dawn of the Bryce Harper era. It's beautiful. How did you feel that uh, when that off season was going on? I mean, I knew he was going to the Phillies. I knew Harper was going to the Phillies. It's no doubt in my mind. How'd you know? Just, just you. You have a feeling sometimes Mm -hmm. when you look at a situation and look at a guy. I didn't think he was going to go out west. He didn't want to go out west. He wanted to stay in the east. He wanted to make the Nationals' lives hell. Yeah, which he's done ever since that first game. I would hate him if I was a Nats fan. Why? No respect. Go to an in-division rival. Well, the Nats are not a very respectable team. No. Well, actually, I don't know. The Nationals, I don't care because they they won a World Series without him. literally. They they won the World Series. They still have that over Harper, so... I don't know how that's possible. And they might always have that over Harper. You never know. Yeah, they, they. this was the chance, you know. 2022 was the chance to be like, yeah, I got one three years later. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Yeah, I mean, look, can, can Harper and the Phils go back to win a World Series? Sure, I mean, that can happen. But possibly. you never know. Every year's different, and so much has to happen for, the, mm-hmm. for that to go your way. So, yeah, it is what it is. But Anyways, if you uh, – I want to look ahead a little bit. Um, you know, we're seeing kind of the, the molds of the teams starting to take shape. Uh, for each of the Phillies and Mets, if you saw like one hole they would have to address halfway through at the trade deadline, what do you think it would be for the Mets? Oh my goodness, I just realized something. What? This is since we're not doing a show next week, more than likely. Yeah, this will be the last one before. Uh... The next time we'll do a show will be the week of the regular season starting. No, there's a week. No, one between. more week. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm dumb. Yeah. It'll be. Uh, That's still crazy though. March Madness will be in full swing. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Of one hole? One hole for the Mets they'll have to address at the trade deadline. Maybe a power bat? Power bat. As usual. Depending on pitching, how that goes. If everyone stays healthy, then I don't think you need to make a big adjustment. But always, depth never hurts. Yeah. Uh, but again, you have to see. Uh, it, it's tough to predict that right now because everything's got everything's to shake out first. You know, who's healthy? Who's, who's on healthy? the roster at the time? You, it's, you, you simply can't predict that. Yeah. So... I mean, I probably that's just my top one. I'd say a power bat because that's something I don't really see. That's a little bit of a weakness in terms of up and down the line of power. I mean, if guys who can hit for power in terms of you know Lonzo Lindor, uh, you know we got I think Cano can hit over twenty homers this year. You know Marte could I think if he stays healthy for the full one sixty, maybe even like one forty five. I would take that. But I mean, 
to me, it's just getting another guy who has that, you know, Vogel back too. But just another guy who has that, that, that pop capability I would like. So that's just my answer for that. Yep. You know what I'm so excited for? What? It's basically like, uh, like adding Bryce Harper at the trade deadline to an already very good team. I just cannot wait for that moment. Um, he should be playing right field, right, when he comes back? Yeah, should be. Not just a DH. That'll be awesome. I loved having him as a DH at the end of last year, but I just miss seeing that man in the field. (laughs) Running around, playing, waving to the fans, you know. That'd be awesome. But uh, if I had to pick one, um, you know, I I thought about center field, Brandon Marsh, right? Like, that doesn't exactly strike fear into an opponent's heart. Um, I look at, you know, if Stott slumps the entire first half, are they looking to upgrade at second base for a potential playoff push? Uh, those are the two spots I look. You know, everything else seems fairly straightforward, barring injury. You know, like if if Realmuto goes down, right? That's a huge glaring hole at catcher, right? Garrett Stubbs, yeah, you need something else. Um, you know, obviously if uh, an You're infielder, me you don't goes want down, Garrett Stubbs as your starting catcher. No, that's exactly what I'm telling you. I am not Team Israel. Why not? But why not? Why? Look, what's the shade at a Team Israel here, Mitch? It's not shade. It's just he's their starting catcher. So, and I don't. You know that would not be my, that would not be my way of having this season shake out. Um, anyway, so those those would be you know looking for. I'm just I just cannot wait for that day when Bryce Harper comes back. It's gonna be a great summer. It's gonna be a great summer. So, anyways, I think both of us could say that. Well, in terms of our teams, but is it gonna be a great fall though? Who knows? One will have a great fall. The other will have a great fall. Yet to be decided. All right, quick message from the KR Open Contention KU community. The KU Presents Family Series concludes on Sunday, March 19th at 2 p.m. with a performance from Jason Bishop at Schaefer Auditorium. From his breathtaking double levitation to his cutting-edge op art and plasma illusions, Jason Bishop features stunning and original state-of-the-art magic with a totally modern energy and an outstanding rock and pop soundtrack. To purchase tickets, you can log on to kutztown.universitytickets.com, call 610-683-4092, or stop by the Schaefer Auditorium box office, which is open Tuesdays through Thursdays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. by appointment only. We hope you can check out this fun event. This message of community interest is brought to you by Radio Voice of Cincinnati University, KUR. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley with you here on this Wednesday morning, rolling through hour number two, talking about all things MLB. Uh, we're going to kind of wrap it up. Anything else we got to talk about? We're going to take a brief look around the league. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, not really a whole lot of time. I mean, the Tigers shellacked the Cardinals 16-3 to yesterday. Woo. Yeah, that's beat down. That's beat down. Phillies have really started losing some games. The pitching has fallen off. That's the main concern. Uh, Bailey Falter, he allowed a run, right? But our, our um, secondary bullpen guys, like the guys that probably won't be on the starting roster, they're, uh, but uh, they were like kind of the depth pieces that are promising. Kind of giving, uh, giving up some runs here So uh, as of the last like week or so. Not really a, uh, a strong showing right now. Time to turn it around, but, you know, worried about these uh, these depth pieces here. So, as usual, I mean, they're depth pieces for a reason. But um, I'm looking at guys like Baker. I'm looking at uh, Vasquez. You know, these kind of deeper prospect guys. Yeah. So, uh, and that Tigers game, a couple of young guys getting the board with some big hits. Nolan Gorman at a home run. I uh, was a top-rated prospect with the Cardinals at one point. Uh, but now is in the probably be the big league team this year. I you think. see. Um, speaking of the Tigers, sorry to interrupt. Uh, you see Matt Veerling demolishing his former team. 
I did. Yeah, home run and like an RBI single or something like that. So, yeah. And the Mets trade for Matt Veerling at the deadline. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be interesting. It'd be kind of funny. That would be hilarious, actually. But, uh, no. Riley Green and RBI double. Former Phil Nick Maton scored. Uh, Cesar Hernandez hit a double for former Detroit. Phil. Uh, Nick Maton with another single. And then Andrew Knapp, another former Phil. So How many Phillies are on the Tigers? <laughs> Philly North. Yeah, Philly North. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's really fun. That's like all of that's such an interesting combination of names. Nick Maton, Matt Veerling, Andrew Knapp, and Cesar Hernandez. All Philly bench team right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well Cesar was a starter. Cesar was a starter. That's Matt it. Veerling was a starter. At some capacity. Yeah. So that was crazy. Yeah. That's that's a trip down memory lane. Yeah, it is. But uh yeah, kind of just looking around the league spring training. Not a lot of impressive results. Um, the Red Sox are 8-0, but that's not going to translate to the regular season. Good job, Boston. So, congrats on winning spring training, Boston. That's yep. probably all you'll win this year. All you'll get. So, All right, we're going to move on. NHL talk uh, real quick. Um, Islander Sabres last night. Big win for New York. The Isles get it done 3-2. Against Buffalo at UBS Arena. Huge win. 74 points in 66 games. Uh, boost the Islanders' playoff percentage odds, I believe, to over 50% uh, with that huge, huge win. Pittsburgh's on their tail. Three games at hand. One point back. Uh, Buffalo kind of falling a little, slipping a little bit. Uh, but, you know, we'll see if they can get in when it's all said and done. They're tied with the Senators right now. Both have the exact same record. Uh, but Buffalo, I think... Better goal differential. I think the Sabres can really push to that spot. Uh, but we'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, but it could stand as is right now. I think Pittsburgh's plenty capable of making the playoffs. They raised a four-goal deficit last night and beat the Blue Jackets 5-4 in overtime. Huge win for Pittsburgh to try to keep pace with the Isles. Lightning get off the schneid, beat the Flyers 5-2. Uh, big bounce-back win for Tampa. They needed that one. But Brendan Lemieux gets his first goal of the season and his first goal as a Philadelphia Flyer. Yeah. So, after being, I believe, acquired in that Zach McEwen trade with the Kings. Yes, sir. So, how about that? Not not much positive news in, in Philly. No. In Philly ice hockey. Yeah, that was, uh, we are not, not happy about it. Hurricanes won, though. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. I believe they beat the Canadians. Yep, had to come back and beat the, the Canadians 4-3 in a shootout. Yeah. Uh, but Carolina survives to get some breathing room from the Devils in the meantime. And now a four-point edge for the top spot in the Metro. Uh, Boston hasn't played, so they haven't really done much. Toronto beat New Jersey last night 4-3. to three. Big one for the Leafs. Uh, like I mentioned, Tampa bounce back. Isles, Penguins all win. So the top teams in the East continue to get dubs and keep getting more points uh, to their name. Uh, we're going to quickly shift over to the Western side of things here. Uh, we're talking a little bit, I guess, to talk about the, the Pacific. Golden Knights fell 2-1 last night to Florida. Flames trying to keep themselves in the playoff race. Uh, they get a big one nothing shootout win at Minnesota. I was going to, okay. Come I was on. thinking about it, too. Okay. we got to yeah. add it to our, like, our boards. So Glad to know we're on the same it, page. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. And they get a 2-1 win over Minnesota. Yes. Wild at 79 points. They're trying to push Dallas for the central title right now. Uh, Colorado also on that hunt. Five points back at Dallas with two games in hand. Uh, the Pacific, it's, it's a dogfight out there. I mean, the, the Knights and the, the Kings both tied at 82 points. Vegas got a game in hand. 
Seattle two games uh, two points back with a game in hand on LA. Uh, so any any combination of those teams, I think, can win the division. Edmonton holds that top wild card spot right now. I don't see them relinquishing that. I think they're locked in the playoffs on the Flames. Trying to catch the Jets, but the Jets have a game in hand and also have a four-point edge there. So, I don't know. Like I mentioned on the Monday show, I think the West kind of stays the same uh, throughout the rest of the season. I think most of these teams that are in it now are going to make it when it's all said and done. Kind of the same in the East. I mean, I think the, the Bruins, Lightning, and, and the Maple Leafs all going to make the playoffs as pretty much locks in, in, the, in the Atlantic. I think the Canes and... Kansas Devils locked in right now in the Metro. I think the Rangers will ultimately make it, whether it be the third spot or in the uh, or the wild card. I think it's going to be that third spot. Uh, just in my opinion, I don't see them falling off enough to the point where they slip out of the top three. Uh, the way the Islanders are playing right now, I think the Isles will make the playoffs too. Probably followed by Pittsburgh if I had to give it an Islanders prediction. I'd love to see Buffalo make it, but I just don't know uh, at this juncture if it's going to be their year or not. Maybe next year. But they have a bright future. Yes, sir. So Yes, they do. Anything else you want to add on that? Um, what's the upcoming schedule? Any of these top teams playing each other? Uh, I haven't looked ahead yet. Minnesota and Winnipeg will play tonight. Uh, outside of that, not really great matchups. Otherwise, Chicago-Detroit, that's a rivalry, but both teams not going to make the playoffs. And then Anaheim-Vancouver. Two bad teams coming at it. Gotcha. Tomorrow night, big one. Isles-Penguins. Ooh, wild card matchup. Big one. Last time these two teams will meet this season in Pittsburgh. Penguins trying to get some revenge in the Isles. A couple heartbreaking losses to New York the last time these two teams met. Uh, Dallas plays Buffalo. Huge one for the Sabres. They're trying to bounce back. Dallas trying to keep uh, the Wild and the Avalanche off their tails in the Central. They're trying to win the Central title. Uh, Devils Caps. Caps kind of on the outside looking in. I don't think they're going to make it, but New Jersey trying to keep pace with Carolina. Philly will travel down to Carolina to play the Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Should be a pretty easy win for Carolina. Uh, Vegas and Tampa Bay. Sorry, Philly, but that's just the truth. Uh, Vegas and Tampa Bay. Flyers win 7 2. (laughs) Yeah, that would be crazy. Vegas and Tampa, two playoff teams going at it down in Tampa Bay. Uh, Oilers travel up to play the Bruins. Firepower there, Pasta versus McDavid, uh, and the likes of that. Kings, Avalanche, a couple of uh, Western Conference playoff teams will tango tomorrow night. So some good matchups out uh, throughout the league tomorrow night. Sounds like a really good night for hockey. Wrapping up the week, not much on Friday. Not a lot of playoff implications. Flames get a home game against the Ducks. They They need to keep getting wins if they want to get in. And Florida, on the outside looking in, they got Chicago at home, so that's a game they need to take care of business of as well. And then looking at the weekend real quick, rivalry matchup, Flyers-Pens out in Pittsburgh, 3.30 start time on ABC and ESPN+. Plus. Say that's Friday? Uh, Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Oh, you got the Wings and the uh, Wings and the Bruins, uh, Isles-Caps, uh, Rangers-Sabres. Sabres need to continue to get wins. Oh, uh, anything else? Two firepower teams with the Leafs and Oilers will go at it on NHL Network Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, up there in Canada, uh, in Toronto. Obviously, both teams are in Canada, so that doesn't really narrow it down. But I did say Toronto's the home team, so they will be in the capital, Toronto. Uh, Devils go up to Montreal. Uh, Vegas, Carolina, that should be a fun tilt uh, between two very talented teams. Is the capital Toronto? Yes, I believe so. Could be wrong, but I think it's Toronto. Aren't the uh, Go with my gut. Aren't the Ottawa Senators? I don't know. Stop. Go with my gut. I think it's Ottawa. I don't care. It's Toronto in my eyes. What's the capital of Canada? Well, we'll figure it out over our next break. When we come back, quick wrapping up NHL discussion, then all things college basketball. So much to talk about it's to wrap up Ottawa. the show. So don't go anywhere. It's Toronto. It's Ottawa. We're going <laughs> to break. The phone. <laughs> We're going to break. First one of hour number two. Don't go anywhere. Toronto's the capital. And welcome back to Aviators here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR Kutztown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. What's up? Rolling on with you in hour number two. 
here bright and early on this Wednesday morning, last show before our spring break. Uh, so I'm going to pre- say a preemptive. Uh, which everyone have a safe spring break. Safe, safe spring this break, week. yeah. Safe St. Patrick's Day. Have some fun. Uh, but you know, Please enjoy responsibly. Yes, enjoy responsibly and be safe while doing it. Uh, whether you're traveling, staying home, whatever you plan on doing, enjoy it. Uh, I know what I'm going to be doing, and later on in the week it's going to be watching some March Madness, I tell oh, yeah. you that. So. Anything else? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, gotcha. I don't know. Um, I'm uh, shipping up to Wilkes-Barre, Dropkick Murphy's concert. I think it's did you say Wilkes-Barre or Wilkes-Barre? Wilkes-Barre. I don't know. I think it's Wilkes-Barre. I said Wilkes-Barre. I used to. Then I was, you know, re-educated. Then I was free. As George Orwell would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that We're laugh. touching some tell I just came out of nowhere. That <laughs> that caught me by surprise. That was, I don't know. We're just touching some sensitive subjects here, you know. But uh I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could say we're literally hitting heavily. Isn't it remarkable that two works of, uh, I guess, literature or, or culture, art, I don't know. But you got 1984 and 1985, one by George Orwell, one by Bowling for Soup, and how different they are. <laughs> Bowling for Soup. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Debbie just hit the wall. She never had it all. You know what I'm talking about? I do know that song. Bruce Springsteen, Madonna. Right before Nirvana, I'm gonna stop. Yeah, we're gonna. That was a good song. Hold up there, Jeffrey. We're gonna stop it right now. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Nah, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm gonna stay right here, though. I'm gonna stay right here, though. But um, man, we're gonna move on. College basketball. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, What happened last night? What's happening today? Uh, and what's happening on throughout the rest of the week. So we have no time to waste. Well, then jump into it, Jack. What happened last night? What happened last night? Well, I'll tell you what happened tell last night. Tell me about I'll it. I'll tell you what happened last night, you oh, tough yeah. guy, okay? Oh, yeah? I oh, don't yeah. see you doing it. Well, start gonna, talking. Well, I'm going to start talking right now. If you Let me start talking. All right. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. I, I thought you were going to say something else. That's kind of why I stopped. I was going to let you talk. Okay, well, that's that's a first. But <laughs> I thought we were going to talk, Abby. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, my goodness. All right. All right. Easy there, pal. Uh, we're going to start in the Atlantic 10. Uh, first round happened yesterday. Richmond throttles UMass 71-38. to Yes, you're hearing that right. 38 points were scored in a collegiate basketball game. Uh, less than a point per minute. For, for UMass. So, uh, tough way to end their season. Cool. Frank Martin, uh, up at UMass, former South Carolina coach, led the Gamecocks a couple years ago to a Final Four run as the seventh seed. Uh, but, you know, UMass started the season strong, just kind of fell apart as the season went on and just could not get a win in the A-10 tournament. Um, we will see uh, Richmond go at it today, 2 o'clock, uh, against the five-seeded George Mason Patriots. So, George Mason, known for that famous 2006 Final Four run as an 11 seed out of the A-10. Uh, it might have been, no, I think they were in the Colonial at that time. Could be wrong, though. But uh, one of the two. I know they were in both conferences. There was uh, a shirt I always, um, or no, it wasn't a shirt. It was a quote I always heard from one of my teachers back in high school, Jack. She said, um, I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. She was great. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. She was. Well, moving on. 
A dreadful Loyola Chicago team falls to St. Joe's for the third time this season. St. Joe's will go on to the second round of the A-10 tournament, 60, uh, 72-67. Down go the Ramblers. No magic for Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago this year. Uh, LaSalle beats Rhode Island in a pretty emphatic fashion, 73-56. The Explorers, another Pennsylvania school. Uh, they'll be moving on to take on Duquesne, who Duquesne, I think they could go on a little bit of run in this A-10 tournament. I do. Oh, I think boy. They have a pretty favorable path. Uh, but there's another team I like that they're going to have to meet first to get by them. Uh, so A-10, weird conference here. A lot of teams who have very talented rosters, especially in the top four, uh, who really just underachieve outside of VCU, in my opinion. But uh, could lead to some interesting matchups the rest of the way uh, in this A-10 tournament. Uh, moving on, we're going to keep it. No, that's it. That's actually the the only <laughs> those are the only three games. I thought there was more in the A-10. Uh, but just going to kind of give a brief bracket prediction. Davidson takes on St. Bonaventure starting in... Just over an hour, 11.30, USA Network. I uh, like Davidson, the 8 to win that one. They'll go on to play VCU on uh, the quarterfinals. Got George Mason versus Richmond. Uh, George Mason, weird team this year, up and down. They have a pretty good duo with the Coro and, uh, you know, up in the front court. And uh, why is my mind blanking me right now? I just, just cannot think of this other dude's name. Uh, so Duro, I can't even get names right. Golly, Jack. Get it together. Uh, you also have... Uh, Victor Bailey Jr., that's the guy I was thinking of. Average just under 12 points a game. Uh, he's a pretty big guard. It's 6'4". So those are t- kind of two guys who spearhead George Mason. Uh, but I'm going to roll an upset. Give me uh, give me the Richard Spiders moving on. They're going to wow. go play St. Louis in the quarterfinals. Down go the five seed. Climbing up the water spout. Here in the 8-10. You got St. Joe's versus George Washington. Uh, give me the Colonials to move on. They're going to beat St. Joe's. They're going to go to the quarterfinals, play number two seed Dayton. Uh, I like GW. They have a very, very fun backcourt to watch. Uh, between James Bishop the fourth and Brennan Adams, uh, those are two guys average upwards of 17 points per game. Do both of them? They're a fun duo to watch. Giving the Colonials to move on, uh, keep their season alive for at least one more day. Uh, and then Duquesne playing the Salic I mentioned. Give me the uh, give me Duquesne to win. Duquesne to move on. They'll play Fordham. Rest of the tournament, I got VCU beating Davidson. I don't think that's going to be close. Davidson struggles against pretty good offensive teams, and VCU is a top 25 defense in the country. Uh, give me the Rams to move on to the A10 semis. St. Louis plays Richmond. This is where I think the Spiders' run ends. St. Louis, very talented team. Yuri Collins uh, leading the way for the Billikens. Give me St. Louis to move on to play VCU on the A-10 semis. Going to go with an upset. Uh, just not yet. Dayton going to move on. They're going to beat GW. I think that backcourt duo's magic runs out for the Colonials. Uh, but I think Duquesne is going to beat Fordham. I do like Fordham, but Duquesne, they're a scrappy team. I like the way they've played pretty much most of the season. Uh, give me Duquesne to move on. They'll go play Dayton. Uh, VCU, I think, beat St. Louis, go to the A-10 final. That's Sunday at 1 o'clock. They'll be playing Duquesne, who will keep their magical run going, but it'll fall ultimately short. VCU gets the AQ, wins the A-10. They will go to the NCAA tournament there. Uh, so that's just my light predictions for the Atlantic 10 bracket. Uh, we're going to quick rewind to yesterday before we keep these predictions going uh, and get some more games from happening last night. ACC first round. Not really going to talk a whole lot about that. Not a lot of interesting games. I don't think there's a whole lot of teams that can go far in this tournament. Georgia Tech got a win one point over my Knowles. Tough Florida State. Bad season comes to an end in the first round of the ACC tournament. Boston College gets a win over Louisville. Uh, they will move on to play UNC. Uh, and I'll talk about the ACC tournament just a little bit. Uh, and then VTech beat Notre Dame. But uh, we got to talk about some tickets who got punched last night. Four tickets got punched to the NCAA tournament. We're going to start in the CAA final. Charleston beats UNCW in a scrappy comeback led by Ryan Larson. I'll watch the large portion in this game. Uh, the graduate transfer from Wofford for Charleston. Huge game for him. 24 points, four steals, 
Uh, and I believe went 7 of 11 from 3. Oh, uh, let's see if that number's right. No, went 4 of 9, but still, 4 three-pointers, 23 points. Good game for him. Uh, was the graduate tr- uh, graduate transfer from Wofford. College of Charleston, 31 wins, most in all of Division One. They're going to the NCAA tournament with the automatic bid out of the CAA. Congratulations to them. Uh, Pat Kelsey's done a great job down at Charleston, the CAA, this year. What a team. A weird blend of transfers from the Division One and Division Two level. Uh, but two of their best players, Antti Berzovich and uh, Bolin, coming from the Division Two level. What a story. A lot of great stories on this roster. They're going dancing. It's going to be a tough draw for whatever team gets them in the first round. They'll probably end up being an 11 or a 12 seed uh, at this point in time. Horizon League. Northern Kentucky. I predicted this on the Monday show. I said Northern Kentucky would down the one seed Youngstown State. They did. Good job. And buddy. they, I said they would. the winner of that game would go on to win the tournament. Northern Kentucky did. They beat Cleveland State last night. The Norse going, dancing, lining up to be probably either a 16 or a 15 right now. Congratulations to them. I think it's just their eighth year in the Horizon League. They've already won the tournament four times, uh, establishing themselves as a Horizon League power. Uh, Fairleigh Dickinson already won the automatic bid, uh, but they lost to Merrimack in the title game. I think it's really dumb. That rule, that's one rule I really don't like. Uh, how you can't make the tournament for four years due to a transition period from D2 to D1. Why? Merrimack gets robbed of an NCAA tournament appearance for the first time in school history in the Division I level because of, the, because of a rule that's trying to, and quote, benefit them by giving them more time to adjust, even though they're good and they've won. Yeah, and how does that help you adjust? It's if, unfortunate. If you're good enough to go, then go. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mentioned already Furman. Uh, they did it last night. Uh, was that last night or Monday night? I don't know. I gotta look back. Hold up. Wait a minute. We're gonna roll that back. Oh, uh, I think it was Monday night. Yeah, it was Monday night. But Furman did it anyway. Uh, first time since 1980. They're going dancing in the SOCOM. Uh, Mike Bothwell gets a chance at the tournament for the Paladins. Uh, what did happen last night? Oral Roberts. They're going dancing. Remember, might remember a couple years ago, uh, March Madness. Darling is a 15 seed. Went on that run to the Sweet 16, down in the two seed Ohio State. Uh, and uh, who else did they beat on the way? I think it was a seven seed Florida. Yes, it was a seven seed Florida Gators going to the Sweet 16. I think this year's team is going to be better. They line up to be, I believe, a 12 seed right now. Or Roberts back in the NCAA tournament, winning the Summit League for the second time in the last three seasons. Uh, West Coast Conference Gonzaga. They are peaking at the right time of the year. They shellacked St. Mary's last night. It was a blowout. I watched a little bit of that game. Gonzaga was shooting it crazy from downtown. 77-51. Two NCAA tournament teams in Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Uh, but the Zags get the rubber match of this one, take two out of three, win the West Coast title. Uh, Drew Timmy goes four for four in winning uh, West Coast Conference tournaments in his time at Gonzaga. What a career he's had. All-time leading scorer for the Bulldogs up in Spokane, Washington. Uh, but Mark Fuse crew, they're looking good at the right time of the year going into the NCAA tournament as West Coast Conference champion. St. Mary's, rough performance, but they got to shake it off. Their next game will be in the NCAA tournament, so it's kind of be going to be a tough one. Uh, to flush down the drain, but they got to do it. It's a talented team led by freshman Aiden Mahaney. They got Logan Johnson, uh, Alex Dukas, a lot of talented guys there for Randy Bennett and the Gales out of the West Coast Conference. I believe they line up to be around a five or six seed right now. Uh, so it be interesting what team gets them. Uh, but the right matchup, I think uh, I think the Gales can win a uh, first-round game. Uh, other tickets that were punched last night was, let's see, I got Fort Roberts, Gonzaga, got Charleston. I believe there's one more if I could find it. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe I'm just, maybe I am just tripping. I don't know. Um, oh, and the Horizon League. Yeah, talked about all four. Perfect. Counted them all up. Got all of them. So, with that, we're moving on a little bit to some more predictions. 
uh, in terms of you know conference championship games, major ones. But real quick before we get to the major ones, the Big Sky. I mentioned on Monday, Northern Arizona stuns Eastern Washington the one seed with a buzzer beater three. Well, the nine seeded Lumberjacks are going to the Big Sky final. Last night they beat the Montana Grizz, eighty three seventy one. Uh, the record doesn't really show how decent of a team Northern Arizona is. They're 12 and 22. They had some unfortunate breaks this year, uh, some tough luck, uh, but they they they're playing well at the right time. They will go to meet the two seed Montana State uh, in in the Big Sky Final. So that should be a fun matchup there. Can the Lumberjacks be the team with the most losses of all time to get in the NCAA tournament? They're 12 and 22, uh, so that would be a record. Lafayette also has a chance to do that. Both games happening tonight. We're going to preview that in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to move on a little bit more of the major conferences, though, starting today. The one that started yesterday, the ACC, I already mentioned the winners of yesterday's first-round games. I'm going to give you my predictions for the rest of the tournament. Mitch, feel free to comment in if you I want. I will. I will definitely um, comment. ACC, 8-9 games. Syracuse, Wake Forest. Mm. Uh, Syracuse beat Wake Forest just as recently, but I think the Demon Deegans are the better team, led by all-ACC first-team guard and the Florida transfer Tyree Appleby. Kids a stud. Give me the Demon Deacons, Wake Forest. They'll move on uh, to the ACC quarterfinals to meet up with a one seed at Miami. Got Georgia Tech and Pitt. Weird matchup. Uh, Pitt's offense is so on and off, but give me the Panthers to win. I think they're just a better team than Georgia Tech overall. They will go on to the quarters to meet the four seed Duke Blue Devils. Boston College and North Carolina. There's no shot UNC loses this game. In Greensboro against Boston College, that would be low if they lost that game. That would be really, really low. Terrible way to end their season. I didn't know it's in Greensboro. Yeah. Give me uh give me UNC to win. They'll go Is on it to UNC play Greensboro. Yes, that's a college, but they no, I know it's a college. I the thought... ACC tournament's hosted in Greensboro. Oh, yes. I was like, I was like, because uh, I was looking at UNC Greensboro. Um, okay, I thought I thought that was the the I thought you were trying to say that that was the UNC team. I was confused for a no, second. yeah, they're in the SoCon. They lost in the quarterfinals of their yeah, tournament. That's so. what I thought. So, anyways, all right, uh, last second round game of the day, eight thirty or nine thirty tonight. It'll be V Tech, uh, the eleven seed against NC State. And I do think Virginia Tech can go on a run. I do. They have the talent. They have Couture. They have Padula, Justin Mutz. They have some good guys. Mm-hmm. But not to be. I like Traquavion Smith, Jarkel Joyner, DJ Burns, and the crew of the Wolfpack of NC State. Moving on. They yeah. will go to the ACC quarterfinals. We're going to go back up to the top. One versus nine. Guard play wins in March. Canes have it. Uh, they have Isaiah Wong and uh, Nigel Pack, many others, who can shoot the three like crazy. Just played well as guards. Miami going to the ACC semifinals. Duke and Pitt, not a good matchup for the Pitt Panthers. Give me Duke to roll on to the ACC semis. I do like the Blue Devils. They're playing well. Very talented roster. Uh, they found a way to mesh a little bit, and that should lead to a fun semis battle between Miami and Duke. Going down more, as much as I want to pick UNC to win this game, and as predictable as it could be, I'm going to roll with Tony Bennett here. Ooh. Tony Bennett and the Cavs, they'll move on. Uh, and then my one upset pick, NC State, although Clemson's got the better of them twice this season. Give me the Wolfpack. They'll move on to the ACC semifinals uh, to go play Virginia. Uh, and as boring as this is, I'm going to go rock chalk here in terms of just uh, you know the top teams winning. Miami will beat Duke. Virginia beats NC State. But give me the Canes to win the ACC tournament. That's so boring. Guard play wins in March. Miami's got it. I really do think Duke could win at all. I was so torn between those two. Uh, in my humble opinion, I think the winner of that Miami-Duke game will win the tournament, whether it be Duke, whether it be the Canes. Uh, but I mentioned, guard play wins. These two teams have already played before. Miami got a win at Cameron Indoor against the Blue Devils. Uh, yeah, g- g- give me Miami uh, yep. to, to win the ACC tournament. Any thoughts on UNC that? You'll go, uh, you picked them to lose to uh, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, I think they can win that Virginia game. I do too, but I just, I, I don't know. I like Tony Bennett as a coach. Yeah. 
Everyone, everyone's kind of hating on this Virginia team. Isn't Tony Bennett a singer? He was. Yeah. Well, like it's the name of a singer. Different Tony Bennett? Yes, very much so. <laughs> Not even close. I know. That's what I was saying. Like, isn't there a Tony Bennett singer? Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to go with UNC in the upset, and I'll pick Clemson. I'll pick Clemson. Uh, that's where I differ. So how would that uh, semifinal So it would be out? UNC Clemson. Would you have Miami and Duke as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So Miami, Duke, UNC, Clemson. Okay. And then pick winners to go to the final. Uh, ooh, just to just for sake of uh, you know picking against you, I'll pick Duke and uh, Clemson. So Duke Clemson the ACC final. Yeah. What you got? Oh, uh, Duke. I think fairly simply. Okay. Yeah. So Duke wins the ACC tournament. I think I like you're right. Pick. Whoever wins that uh, that Duke Miami game is is definitely probably going to win this uh, this championship here. So. so. All right, uh, we're going to take our final break of the show, though. But when we come back, uh, continuing our predictions of major conference tournaments, uh, getting you set for what tickets can be punched tonight. Uh, fun times ahead. Uh, yes, this, sir. this is the time of year you live for if you're a college basketball fan. Even if you're not, even if you just like March Madness, uh, this is what you live for. We're getting here. You can taste it. Sunday's going to be the big day, the big reveal of what 68 teams will be in with the first four and stuff like that. Uh, and then it'll get cut down to 64 for the first round. So, wrap up the show. All things college hoops. Uh, you don't want to miss it. On the flip side of our last break, Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. And we're looking back to heavy eaters here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. We are here with you wrapping it up on today's show, talking about college basketball. 11 teams have punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament officially. We still have plenty more to go. Still 21 conferences uh, to decide who will be their conference champion and who will be representing them automatically in the tournament outside of the at-large bids that a lot of the power conferences get, being uh, the the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, Pac-12, of course, and then the Big East as well. We'll get some uh, at-large bids outside of who wins the Big East tournament. Uh, and that's a good jumping point because we can actually talk about the Big East tournament next. Nice. Um, good next. segue. Yes, sir, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but once again, I just want to say congratulations FDU. Uh, SEMO, Charleston, Northern Kentucky, Kennesaw State, Furman, UNC Asheville, Drake, Louisiana, or Roberts, and Gonzaga all have already punched their tickets. So congratulations to them on winning their respective conference tournaments and will be going to the big dance. They will find out what seed they are on Sunday night starting at 6 p.m. That is the Selection Sunday show for the NCAA tournament. But back to the Big East tournament for now. Uh, that kicks off tonight. A lot, of, a lot of the big tournaments kick off tonight. you got the Big Ten starting tonight. You have the Big 12 starting tonight. You have the Big East starting tonight. A lot of bigs. Yeah, the Pac-12 starting tonight. So a lot of the major tournaments, even the Mountain West, who's one of the best mid-major conferences in the country, getting started tonight as well. So we're starting to see some progress there. ACC already started yesterday, so getting a little bit farther uh, than some of the other conferences here. And I'll get all my predictions uh, in in these next about 15 minutes, uh, next 15 or so minutes. SEC uh, kickoff soon? Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, but first, before yeah. we get to that. Sorry. Uh, a couple more teams will be punching their ticket to the tournament tonight. The Patriot League final between Lafayette and Colgate. Uh, you, we also have, oh, what else? There's one more I know for sure. Uh, we have the Patriot League final. We have the Big Sky final, like I mentioned earlier. There is already two, and I think that might be it, if I'm correct. Yes, it is. So just the Patriot League and the Big Sky. So either Colgate or Lafayette out of the Patriot League, Northern Arizona or Montana State out of the Big Sky will get their official ticket punched tonight. Uh, if I had to give my predictions, Colgate going to win that pretty convincingly over Lafayette. A couple close matchups in the regular season. Both games are decided by less than double digits. Uh, but I think the Raiders are the class of the Patriot League, and I think they'll be going dancing again 
uh, with this group. So uh, give me Colgate to win that one. Big Sky, I know it's boring. I don't want to go. Uh, it's, it's like, well, why are you not picking the 19? I think this is where Northern Arizona's magic runs out. Montana State, a defensive-minded team. Uh, they, they play really, really tough-nosed defense. It's going to make it hard for Northern Arizona to get points. Uh, can can the Lumberjacks win this game? Uh, I mean, they could. I'm not going to count them. I mean, I'm not going to fully count them out. Uh, but I, I think this is finally where the run ends on uh, Montana State. Uh, we'll, we'll get the best of them to go to the NCAA tournament. They're just realistic picks, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, these two teams played a couple of close regular season games. I mm-hmm. mean, Montana State beat them by one at home uh, back in the start of February. And then, oh, that was the lone close one. It was a 69-54 win for Montana State at Northern Arizona in early January. So Montana State swept the season series. I'm going with with, with the Bobcats uh, to go win that one. So it's, I think it, is it the Bobcats? I don't know. Some, it's a cat. Uh, I can't fully tell. I'm just blanking off the top of my head right now. But those are my two picks. Colgate out of the Patriot League, Montana State out of the Big Sky. Getting to the regular uh, big tournaments now. Starting with the Big East, first round tonight, looking at the bracket. Uh, Eight-seeded St. John's taking on nine-seeded Butler. Give me the Johnnies to move on. Uh, I like this team. Uh, you got Curbelo. You have a very improved um, forward there in Soriano there for for the Red Storm. Uh, give me the Johnnies to win. They're going to move on uh, to play the top-seeded Marquette the in the quarterfinals. Like you got that. Seton Hall and DePaul. Give me uh, Shaheen Holloway and the Pirates. Uh, Seton Hall is going to win that one. Uh, DePaul, not a great team. They're scrappy, but they're they're just they're not it. Uh, give, give me give me the Pirates to win. And then Villanova, they're playing well down the stretch. They play a very very lowly Patrick Ewing led Georgetown team. Uh, he is the coach. Mentioning he's you were wondering. I understand. Yes, just making sure. Um, I kind of led that misleading way, but <laughs> he is the coach. There does not play. They they are led led by guard Primo Spears, who's very very good, but. Uh, Georgetown as a whole is not. Give me Villanova to move on to the Big East quarterfinals. Marquette, St. John's. Marquette, Shaka Smart. Surprising season. Preseason projected to finish ninth in the Big East. Uh, they've had a great year. They're led by their their dominant guard play. Uh, and that is being, uh, you got Tyler Kolek there, who was a finalist for some very, very prestigious awards. Uh, and then why, 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 why can I not think of this other name? It is killing me. It is killing me, and we're going to check it right now so that way I don't. That's it. Cam Jones. There's there's a Colby Jones for Xavier and a Cam Jones. I was really tossed up there. But Cam Jones, all along with Tyler Kolek, they also have uh, Oliver O.M. Prosper or Olivier Maxence Prosper. Uh, and then you got uh, Oso Iguodaro so, uh, up in the front court. They're a very talented team. Shaka Smart's really led the Golden Eagles in a good spot. They're going to make the NCAA tournament regardless of how this Big East tournament goes. Uh, but giving them over St. John's. Uh, Providence, uh, UConn, Providence, not really playing well down the stretch of the season, and I think it's going to continue to be a, a little bit of a stickler here in the Big East tournament. Give me the Huskies, Danny Hurley's UConn Huskies. They'll move on uh, to the Big East semifinals. You got Seton Hall versus Xavier. I know it's boring to go with all the favorites, uh, but that'll change in just a minute. Uh, give me Xavier to beat Seton Hall. I like the guard play there of Sule Boom uh, and, and and Cam Jones. Uh, and No, Colby Jones, that's it. I knew I was going to mess that up. Mm-hmm. Colby Jones, uh, Sule Boom. Going to power him with the guard play. Give me Xavier. Someone the Musketeers. boom. Yeah, the Musketeers. <laughs> moving on. Villanova, Creighton. This is it. Upset time. Oh, boy. Can never count out the Wildcats oh in March. Oh, my goodness. Can never count out the Wildcats in March. Give I me Cam Whitmore, Eric Dixon, and the Wildcats of Villanova to beat the three-seeded Creighton Blue Jays. They will be going on to the Big East semifinals. You haven't beaten Creighton? I do. Wow. I'll be honest. I didn't have that one. Exactly. That's crazy. All so, right. 
Uh, it doesn't, yeah, so it doesn't really say in terms of who's going to get it, but I'm assuming it's just going to be game four, game five winners versus game six, game seven winners. So I'm going to have Xavier versus Villanova, and I'm going to have Marquette versus UConn because I don't think the Big East recedes. Uh, Marquette going to beat UConn. They beat them, I think, twice in the regular season. Give me the uh, Golden Eagles to go on to the Big East final. Villanova, the magic runs out here, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Sule Boom and the Musketeers get the best of them. They'll go on to play Marquette. Uh, and then give me uh, give me Marquette to win the Big East tournament. I know it's boring. I know it's a one. Uh, but they, they are the best team in this conference. I think it should be a fun matchup. If uh, if, if the Musketeers had Fremantle, it would be a different story up in the front court along with Nunji, but that's just not the case. Give me Marquette uh, to go win the Big East tournament. We're going to go to the Big 12, the best conference of college basketball this season. Uh, so I'm going to pull up this bracket real quick. I love it. They just don't fill it out for me, right? Like the like the conference website just has it. Uh, 8C, 9C. Like, that's great. But if you would tell me who these teams are, that would be even more fantastic. That would be fantastic. Well, you know what is fantastic? Messages from the <laughs> I need to stop book. quoting so much. So I feel like no one knows what I'm talking about. We could fill in your bracket. Oh, that would be... Be fantastic. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jack? Not particularly. Uh, but they uh, teach Man Ray to be good. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, now I know. Attention to KU community, though, is a semester of the KOR Notebook. The Community Outreach Center is providing a volunteer opportunity for students to help cook and serve dinner to residents of the Opportunity House. Please sign up via Give Pulse for shifts from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Friday, March 24th, and Tuesday, April 25th. Transportation will be provided, and the Opportunity House is located at 430 North 2nd Street in Reading. Meet at the McFarland Student Union parking lot to leave by 4.45 p.m. each of those days. You do not want to pass up on this special opportunity, so please sign up if you can. This message of community interest is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kassan University. KUR, wrapping the show, talking about March Madness, uh, conference tournament predictions, what I got in the major stuff. We got Big East tournament predicted, A-10, ACC. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, we'll get back to the Big 12 in just a moment, actually. We're going to go to the Big 10 first. Uh, one of the most intriguing conference tournaments. I think. I mean, this is one is wide, wide open uh, to me. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no favorite. Purdue, I mean, I think Purdue's got to be the favorite. But I wouldn't be shocked if, if the Boilermakers don't win this tournament. I, re- I really don't. I would really not be surprised at all. Uh, so we're going to start with my predictions as I have to finagle this on my computer so that way it gets... Right, starting off with tonight, Ohio State, Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska, and Minnesota. We're going to start with Ohio State, Wisco. Uh, give me the Badgers to win. Ohio State, not really a team I've liked all year. They're young, they're scrappy. They got Bryce Sensabaugh, who's a good little player. Uh, but uh, outside of that, I don't think I don't think they're anything great. Give me a uh, great guard. And Wisconsin, uh, the Badgers will move on. They will play Iowa uh, in the second round, I believe. Yes, it is the second round. All right, and the other game, Nebraska, Minnesota. Minnesota, very terrible team, not great. Uh, give me Casey Tomanaga and the Cornhuskers and move on. They will play Maryland in the second round of the Big Ten tournament. 8-9 game, Michigan-Rutgers. Rutgers has been on a slide recently. I think that continues. Uh, give me Jawan Howard's Michigan Wolverines. They will move on to play one seed to Purdue in the Big Ten quarterfinals. Wisco, Iowa, excuse me. Iowa's going to move on. I don't think it's a whole lot to talk about here. Chris Murray, uh, Patrick McCaffrey. Give me the Hawkeyes. They're going to move on. They'll go play Michigan State in the Big Ten quarters as well. Penn State, Illinois. Penn State swept the Illini in the regular season series uh, in pretty emphatic, in pretty convincing fashion. But it is tough to beat a team three times in a season. Now you might be le- now you might think I'm going to pick against Penn State here. 
Oh, this is a weird game. It's a weird, weird, weird game. <sighs> Give me the Nittany Lions. Bad state. Give me the Nittany Lions to win. That'll lock in them into the tournament. They'll we go play are, Northwestern. Baby. Maryland, Nebraska. Give me the Terps. I think they're just a better team overall. Give me Maryland to move on. They will be playing Indiana in the Big Ten quarters. Purdue, Michigan. Give me Purdue. I just don't think Michigan matches up very, very well with the Boilermakers. Give me Purdue to move on and win. Michigan State, Iowa. Give me the Spartans. Tom Izzo, tough to pick against him. Give me Michigan State. Uh, you got Northwestern and Penn State. Give me the Wildcats. Boo Booey. Uh, Chief Sadish get it done this time. Wildcats on to the Big Ten semis. Indiana, Maryland. Trace Jackson Davis, not going to pick against him here. They're going on to the Big Ten semifinals. After that, give me Indiana. They, these two teams uh, against Northwestern, they played a tough game uh, back in Evanston, Illinois. Just a little bit ago, it took a shot from Boo Booey right before the buzzer to give the Wildcats the win. I think it gets flipped around a little bit this time. Indiana going to go to the Big Ten final. Uh, and I'm going to go with a little bit of a stunner. Ooh. But not yet. Oh. Uh, actually, I don't know. So it's Purdue, Michigan State, and I have Indiana in the final. Uh, Michigan State, Purdue played some tough, tough battles this year. But give me Purdue. Purdue's going to go to the final. They're going to play Indiana. Indiana swept in the regular season series. Purdue looking for some revenge. But they're not going to get it. Indiana going to win the Big Ten tournament. Wow. it's a big pick. James Ochefino, Trish Jackson Davis, Hoosiers get it done. Win the Big Ten tourney. Nice. Give me that. Nice. All right. Uh, let me see if I can get this Big 12 bracket pulled up real quick. It's kind of annoying how the website just doesn't work. Every other website gives you the bracket with the teams filled in, but no, no, no. Big 12, you got to be a little all complicated here. Uh, first round, Texas Tech, West Virginia. Um, Mama. Give me, give me West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, give me West Virginia. I like the pick. So, I like it. You got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Give me the Cowboys. <laughs> Oklahoma State going to move on. It's a great matchup. So, uh, I believe. Let me, let me just take a quick look at the standings so I know exactly what seeds they are, and then I can kind of fill out the bracket in my own head here. Um, hold up. Hold up, wait a minute. All right, OU's 10, Oklahoma State is 7. So Oklahoma State, they're going to move on. Uh, give me West Virginia as well. So they'll take on the one seed. Uh, that's going to be Kansas. So Kansas, West Virginia, give me the Jayhawks to move on. Uh, you got the two seed. You got Texas taking on Oklahoma State. Give me the Horns. They'll move on. Four versus the five. That is Baylor, Indiana State. Oh, not Indiana State. What am I saying? Iowa State. Wow, that's a gap and a half. Baylor moves on. I like Keontae George and the, and the Bears' guard play. They'll be moving on. Give me... So you got the six and the three. So you got K-State, TCU. Interesting matchup there. Uh, Keontae Johnson, Marquise Noel for K-State. You got Mike Miles for the Horn Frogs. Uh, I like Jerome Tank's group. Give me the Wildcats to move on. They'll be playing Texas. K-State going to keep it going. I think they're going to win. They're going to beat Texas. Go to the final. It's going to be Kansas, Kansas State, Big Ten final. Or Big Ten. Why am I saying that? Big 12 final. Kansas, Kansas State, giving the Jayhawks win the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Bill Self's group gets it done again. Oh, uh, let's see here. Do I have time for two more? I think I can I think I can rush it into two more. Pac-12 real quick. Uh, not a whole lot of impressive teams here. UCLA and Arizona, the only teams I think locked in the tournament. UCA, USC, you could put in that group as well. 8-9, Washington, Colorado. Give me the Huskies to move on. Cal versus Washington State, one of the worst teams in the country is Cal. Give me Washington State. Stanford, Utah. Utah scrappy defensive group. Give me the Utes to move on. Oregon State, Arizona State, give me the, the Sun Devils. Arizona State going to move on. So you got UCLA versus Washington. UC, UCLA lost Jalen Clark. 
Don't know how long he's out for. That's huge. Not going to impact him in this game, though. Give me the Bruins to move on to the Pac-12 semis. Oregon-Washington State. Washington State, dark horse team in the conference. I don't really love the way this Dana Altman and Oregon Ducks team has played all year. Give me the uh, give me the Cougars, Washington State. They're going to move on to play UCLA. Arizona, Utah. Not a great draw for Utah. Arizona, Arizona's got good firepower on offense. Give me the Wildcats moving on. Tommy Lewis group to the Pac-12 semis. USC, Arizona State. I'm going to go with an Arizona State upset. Sun Devils need this win. Bobby Hurley and company, they'll go to play their rivals, Arizona, who they beat with a buzzer beater just a couple weeks ago uh, in the Pac-12 semis. Then I got UCLA versus Arizona. Give me the Bruins to win the Pac-12 tournament real quick. SEC, I know I'm flying through these. Kind of sorry. Got to okay. get through them real, real quick. Uh, you got South Carolina, Ole Miss. Give me South Carolina. Uh, Ole Miss is not that great. Georgia, uh, you, oh my goodness, what am I saying? You. LSU, Georgia wins. Mississippi State, Florida. Uh, give, me the, give me the Bulldogs. Mississippi State wins. You got, oh my goodness, I can't even, uh, can I just get a bracket instead of just trying to read it like this? Uh, okay, guess I can't. Um, let's see. If I had to predict a final, I'm not going to have time to go through all of this. If I had to pick a final, give me Kentucky versus Alabama. And give me, no, no, correction. Yeah, you know what? Give me Kentucky versus Bama. And uh, Bama's going to win the SEC tournament. Nice. Tough one, but yeah. All right, got to sign off there. Uh, I will sign off by saying enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the break. Enjoy your spring break. Uh, Go watch that selection show on Sunday. Bracket season's here. March Madness is here. Enjoy your spring break. Hopefully spend it by watching some March Madness. Some great first-round games. First four is going to start on Tuesday. First round will officially start on Thursday. Uh, Have fun. Be safe, everybody out there. Great rest of your week and weekend and spring break as well. We'll deliberate if we want to do a show, if we can work it out. Maybe a Monday show reacting to the bracket. Maybe a one-hour special. We will find it out. Uh, But for the rest of the day, uh, we got Bob and Vibin coming up at noon and some other great student-based programming throughout the rest of today. Thank you for tuning in to Heavy Hitters as always. Have a great rest of your week. Great weekend, spring break. We will be back hopefully soon.